0: if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Stitching. Now here is your host, Mark, with a story of faith.
1: Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, uh, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark, and thank you for joining us today. With us, we have Teresa Marie. Um, who I met at Epic.
2: Yes, yes, it was nice meeting Mark there. Yeah.
1: So uh, Teresa and I uh, go to Epic together. It's it's one of the churches that I frequent, and and, and I you know help out with ushering there, and I always see you um, uh, greeting or whatever. But you know I never see the greeters because I'm always there be- <laughs> beforehand to set up because it's a it's a portable church. Um, but I always see you running around, and uh, it. It always touches my heart when people are perpetually serving. How did how did you how did you wind up there?
2: Um, you know, it's it's very interesting. Um, I was, you know, I really truly believe I was led there by God. Um, I had um, recently um, left my my marriage, um, and I wanted to find a new church home just as part of starting over, and um, actually. A good friend of mine, um, Rob Kowalski, he's the CEO of CityFam, um, he went live one Sunday right before I was on my way to go to a church. And um, I had heard so much about Epic, and um, always wanted to try, but always had every excuse. <laughs> and that Sunday I was led to go there. And when I walked into that church, I, I just felt as if that's where I was supposed to be. And I've been attending ever since.
1: How long ago was that?
2: Um, actually it's been January 14th will be a year to the day.
1: Okay. We're recording this actually on new year's day, right? So we're, we're getting, we're coming up close to that. How long have you been involved in city fam? I know I've, I've seen you involved in, you know, their online media and stuff like that. Uh, and at city events before, uh, how long you been there?
2: Um, actually, I started with City Fam in February, the beginning of February. Okay, so, so that's shortly also after that, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: City Fam, uh, I, I think we might have mentioned it on this podcast before, but is a Baltimore-based organization that allows people to get together and have fun and not, you know, not be within inside of the you know party club. Uh, they their their slogan is basically life without regrets and they then go and even after they get together and hang out, they go and do other um, events and serve projects. And I know they've done some trips overseas to help out and stuff like that. And you're, 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 you're involved in that as well too, right?
2: Yes, I am. Um, I actually just recently um, took on a role as service coordinator. So, um, you know, I actually helped orchestrate the service events and everything that we do. And so we, um, you know, we do a service event event, um, once a month as well as a social event. Um, But basically, we are a community of individuals who are just striving to become the best versions of ourselves.
1: That's awesome. I know I'm not the probably, (laughs) I've told this to Rob before, I'm not your target audience. It's not, you know, that's not who I am. You know, uh, I, I'm, I, but I love the idea and the, we'll say, ministry that goes on inside of it. It, it is a, a absolutely fantastic idea for people that are involved in, you know, going out and, 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 and ministering. I, I think that, I think the world of CityFam, uh, CityFam, that's F-A-M. CityFam.com if you want to check it out. And I know there are some other ones starting around. Um, and Rob is doing a lot. Rob's the, the gentleman who basically spearheads the whole thing and, and was one of the co-creators. He's actually the CEO. CEO, yeah. So uh, check him out too. he, he We've talked about him being on the podcast. He'll probably be on the podcast at some point. You'll get a little more about that and how that all started. so But anyway, we're here to talk about things that God has done amazing in our lives. We allow people to tell their testimony just to give a platform for people to share. So, Teresa, how has God blessed you, and what has he done amazing in your life?
2: Wow. Where do I start? Um, First of all, God has always been in my life. Um, He's been in my life always. Um, I would say more recently, though, this past year, I have become so close to God closer than I ever even imagined I would be and you know I guess everything all started from the very beginning of my life um you know I was born to a set of young parents um they were 19 years old my mom and dad were 19 years old when I was born and um you know I guess being young parents they don't they you know they didn't know what to do um my dad was an alcoholic, and he would beat my mom. And um, I remember being a young child and just coming out one day and seeing my, my dad, like, continuously punch my mom in her face and then, like, tried to suffocate her with a pillow. Um, it wasn't long after that that my mom left. And, um, you know, being a young woman um, who had two kids, I'm the, I was the oldest, Um, you know, she found somebody and tried to start a new life with that person. Um, that person was also not a good person. Um, that person was very abusive as well. Um, not to my mom, but towards me. And, um, yeah, things were very difficult. Um... He was physically, sexually abusive. And um, he would tell me things like if I ever told my mom that he knew people in the mafia and they would come after me and kill me. So I was really scared. I was only like 10 years old when all this stuff was happening to me. Um, Church is something that I would do to try to get away from everything. Um, Even though neither one of the adults in my life Talked of God or spoke of God, I knew of God somehow. I knew of God, um, and I would go to the local church on the corner um, and go to Sunday school completely on my own. Um, it's kind of like where I found peace,
1: even in the midst of of a disaster. Basically, uh, God draws us to Him. It's 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 it it sucks when we go through things, and, and we've all gone through things, and that's, that's that's pretty hard, but in the midst of it, God is, is perpetually drawing us to him. We live in a, a broken world, and, and unfortunately we have the byproducts of that brokenness. Um, but the, the hope that we have in Christ is that he, he will perpetually draw us back to us and make us whole again
2: right absolutely well that's exactly where the story is going because that that's exactly what i, I am a live and breathe an example of um it took a because of the threats and everything and being a child and being so vulnerable um it did take a while for me to come forward um especially when um the lifestyle that my mom was living with this man you know, he was a truck driver, and they would let, like, anybody just come stay in her house that they didn't even know. And um, this one particular man came in, and he had also, like, did some inappropriate things to me. Um, this was the first time something had happened, though, before the sexual abuse started with my stepfather. So, um, you know, I was probably, like, nine, maybe, And he had also did that to my cousin who had spent the night, and she was older than me. So she was brave enough to come forward and say something. And when she did, it gave me the courage to say something. But yet when I came about saying, hey, he did this to me as well, I was just looked at as a young kid who was just trying to make it up for attention. And so it went overlooked, and I was not believed. And then so shortly after that is when my stepfather started to do those things to me and when I finally did get the courage to tell my mom, um, I want to say I was probably 12 or 13 years old and my mom told me that I was in love with him and I wanted him to do those things to me and she blamed me for it. That was really hard. I also had a couple other people in my family that that sided with her, and it was a very, very tough thing to go through, but I'll never forget, like, we were at Child Protective Services, and the man there was getting so frustrated with my mom because all she kept doing was crying, don't take away my husband, don't take away my husband. And despite, I mean, this man had already admitted in court that he did these things to me, but my mom still wanted him back. And the man brought me in the office, and I was, like I said, 12 or 13 at the time. And I'll never forget to look on his face when he said, what do you want done with this man? This man did this horrible things to you. What do you want done to him? And I cried, and I said, nothing. I just want him to go far away from me so he can't ever do this again. And it's like looking back, it's because I know that God's always been in me and the love of God has been in me. And, um, my mom had wind up bailing him out of jail, bringing him back into our house and telling me that I had to still call him dad, love and respect him. Now, at the time, it was very hard. Um, at one point, um, once I get in high school, I even became suicidal. Um, because it was very hard, as you can probably imagine, to live every single day, day in and day out with someone who did such horrible things to you. And to look at this person and to tell them that you love and respect them when they totally did not love and respect you and completely violated you. Um, but in hindsight, looking back on it, it was just God strengthened me because one of my gifts is forgiveness. Um and because I had to do those things and endure that, um, you know, I am able to forgive people, genuinely forgive, and still love them. And um,
1: well, that's a mark of a true Christian, you know, using, using the hardships that we went through and, and turning them into one of the fruits of the Spirit for ourselves. And forgiveness is a hard thing, especially nowadays. Uh, you look online and everybody is at each other's throat. We can't disagree now with somebody. And, you know, still be their friend a lot of times, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that if you disagree with me, you're automatically wrong. And, you know, you're, you're, you're the worst person in the world. Uh, It's probably a byproduct of, of the rise of Facebook, but everybody's got a voice, but to, to go through something that hard and that, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, you know, I, I like to listen to stories and, 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 And hear them and and it's just it's heartbreaking to hear hear something like that but the to hear you say that you've turned that into one of the 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 most blessed just gifts of god and forgiveness because truly he's forgiven us for everything you know uh we have we have rebelled from the beginning of time and and all of humanity has and that's that's the reason that we have these these problems with inside of our world uh you know and he just says, "Yeah, okay, that's fine. You know, you're forgiven." Um, and that's 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 just an amazing thing.
2: Yes. Well. Well, thank you. Well, the, the my 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 walk even strengthens from that because, I mean, eventually it will, as I will get to. Um, so, um, you know, about the suicidal. It was the very first time that I ever heard God audibly. I have been blessed to be able to hear God's voice two times in my life. This was the very first time. I was in high school. I was probably about 16 or 17 years old. And it was just getting, it was just really hard. And I remember being at home one day and I was by myself and I just cried out loud. I was thinking about ways to end my life and I I just cried out loud. I said, God, I have to know that you're real. I have to know that you're here. Like, I know that you're here, but I need to, like, really, truly know that you're with me. And and I will never forget, I felt as if somebody were to put their hand, like, on your shoulder and place their weight on your shoulder. I felt that on my right shoulder. And I heard a man's voice. And he said, Teresa, you're going to be okay and I know for a fact that was God and um you know obviously I didn't end my life thankfully um so shortly thereafter you know I moved out um I was a young adult on my own and um I had due to all the trauma in my life I suffered severely with anxiety and um Mainly anxiety and panic disorder, so much so that it would lead me into emergency rooms. I remember that one time I had a panic attack so severe that they thought I was having a stroke. Um, and but the thing is, is that I never wanted to be medicated. I never wanted to not not any not that that's anything wrong if you have an issue and you need medicine. Now, I'm not condemning it or saying anything about about that in any way. But I personally didn't want to go that route. So I would instead write letters to God, and I would just say, dear God, and I would just go through every single thing on my mind, and I found it very therapeutic. Um, It also led to me writing poetry, Um, and I used my poetry and um, listening to music as my way of coping, Um, but yet I was still very, um, very alone and very depressed because, as you can imagine, I I felt as if everyone in my life that was supposed to love me never did, um. And that's difficult. Um. It's very difficult. I still kind of feel that way sometimes. Um, but it's okay because I have the love of God, and that's that's like the best love that you can ever get. He is not a good good father, and I'm so blessed. Um, to have the relationship that I have with him today, God has done so much in my life. I went from worrying about everything and having severe anxiety to now I have so much joy and happiness in my heart because I have completely and utterly given God every single aspect of my life. So I tell you, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray on everything. It truly does do, it it will truly change your life. It has done so in mine. I don't really worry about anything, even the everyday things that people worry about. You know, I'm a single mom. I don't make a lot of money at all. Um I know I had thought I had a place to stay before I sold my house. and um, It was supposed to be just the amount that I could afford. Yet, once I sold my house and it was time to move, um, they said, well, sorry, there's a waiting list and there's five people ahead of you. So I had two weeks to find out where me and my daughter were going to live. And it wasn't looking good because I don't make a lot of money. Even the low-income housing was telling me that I didn't make enough Um, finally I went to the place that I went to now. When I walked in, I started crying, like chills came over me. I'm like, this is where me and my daughter need to live. It's perfect for us. That's where we need to live. I said, I'll take it. They said, well, we're sorry you don't make enough money. And I just cried. And I said, me and my daughter are going to be homeless. Like I need a place to live. Like this doesn't work. They're like, well, you're missing $500 a month. And I said, well, I don't, I don't know where I'm going to get $500 a month from. And, um, I went to my daughter's school, and I said, I need help, because me and my daughter are going to be homeless. And um, and then she told me, she, well, she asked me, she said, um, well, your your husband is disabled, right? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, you should be able to get help. And it just so happens that I found out that I would get $580 a month. No doubt, that's God. Um, I was really scared to show my daughter where we were going to live because I wasn't sure. And I didn't want to show her some place that we weren't going to move into. So um, at the very last minute before we moved to where we're living now, I took her there one morning it was like six o'clock in the morning, right before the sun was coming up. The sky was these beautiful shades of like purple, blue, pink. It was so beautiful. And I remember hearing extremely loud harp music playing outside. And I just stopped dead in my tracks. And I'm looking at all these balconies, like, okay, where's the harp? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and. My do- and I thought I was going crazy, and then my daughter looks up at me and she goes, "Mama, do you hear that harp?" And I just start crying. I say, "Yeah, I do." And she said, "It's coming from heaven, mommy." I said, "I know. It's God's way of saying that everything's going to be okay." And my life is just—I can't explain it. Um. I can just tell you that someone who was once broken to the point that um, I thought about ending my life, to where I am now, where I don't worry about things. I love everybody, flaws and all. I try to see the best in them all. And I, I can't explain it. I'm so sorry. This is sometimes emotional to talk about, but
1: it's it's okay i mean in the in in the midst of just the short time that i've been been talking to people about this podcast and talking to people in this podcast you know i've come to even more of a realization of how broken you know we all are and how amazing god is that even in the midst of things that aren't you know glorifying to him things that aren't part of his will and his plan that he then in turn somehow pulls a positive out of a negative um, especially when we start to you know as, as you see I have seen you before at church and 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 watch you when we've talked a little bit that your love for God probably has grown immensely and, and is somewhere that you never thought it would be. You know, um, there's a lot of times where, where I look back at my life and I think, man, I could never be closer to God than I am right now. And then five years later or two years later, or two months later, I'm like, man, I wasn't close to God at all that, you know, I didn't know. And And he has this way of, of moving in our lives that we, we can't we can't comprehend and he has a way of of giving us certain situations and and and, and issues and problems and then in turn making them glorify himself you know um, a lot of people quote you know all things work together for good and and forget the be part of that passage uh, uh for the good of those who love him and when we start to love him when we start to fall in love with him and 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 really reach out and, and touch and, and and draw him in that he then opens up doors and opens up things that we never seen before that could be you know monetary things things that we can touch and hold and feel or it could be a way of forgiveness or love or just acceptance with other people um, so yeah I mean it's it's an amazing thing and uh, you know I'm happy that you have have gone through this and, and are where you're, where you're at now. Um, and that, that's just amazing.
2: No, thank you. Um, yeah, it, it truly is amazing. And it's like, I, I've grown so much to him, you know, that it's like my, it's like, I start my morning off with God. And let me tell you, that's the best thing you can do, um, is to start your morning with God. He gives us so much And I'm finding that the more you give to him, the more you trust him. And, you know, the more the more that you trust in him, the more you will find your your true inner peace.
1: Yep. Yeah. He gives it to you. He's there. I mean, he he is he is the Prince of Peace and the Peacemaker and all those cliche things that we have and hear about. But he, he truly is. Uh, at uh, wrapping up now, I, we'd like to ask a couple questions. Uh, first off, what is a Bible character, a story, something with inside of scripture or something like that, that really quickly you would like to share with our listeners?
2: Well, my favorite scripture is actually 1 Corinthians, you know, the love is patient, love is kind, all of that. And I feel it's just because That scripture resonates so much with me because through everything that I have ever been through in my life, I still love so much. And to me, it just, it just, it just explains that, you know, when God loves us so much that no matter what we do, he will never turn our back. On us, and God wants us to love each other as He loves us S- through everything, good, bad, and so that scripture is probably the one that resonates with me the most.
1: That's the love chapter, First Corinthians thirteen. yes If you want to read it, or if you go to a wedding, you can just hear it right, at right. some point. <laughs> so w- we end with a question of what a song? Song? You even mentioned that you know songs were therapeutic for you, and I, I. I Wholeheartedly agree with that so share a song with our listeners that they can go listen to on you know itunes or, or on youtube um, that has touched you and and why really quick
2: reckless love cory ashbury i i was christened as a child but recently this past easter i was fully baptized that song was playing it was the first time i ever heard it and um th- that song, it just talks about, like we were just saying, like no matter what we do, God loves us. No matter what it is, no matter how far we go astray, no matter what, he will always pull us back. And I feel like the best way that I can describe my walk with God is that I'm recklessly following him, if you will. <laughs> like, I, I, the way that, and what I mean by that is that the faith that I have in him right now, I have complete and utter faith in every single aspect of my life. I, I literally, I, I just give it all to him as much as he gives to us. I try my best every day. I try my best every single day to do that. And that song just reminds me of just how much, no matter how broken you are, that there is someone who loves you no matter what unconditionally, and that's God.
1: Well, there you have it. Uh, reckless love so go and listen to that and so for amazed by god brought to you by through god's library this is mark sitchin and we will see you next monday
0: if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe thank you for listening